Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Answering the Call, offering a glimpse into the spiritual journeys of local priests, deacons, and religious. And now, Answering the Call with Elizabeth Vicacelli. Hi there, and thank you for joining us on Answering the Call here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. I'm your host, Elizabeth Ficicelli. I only have one life and I'm in it for the full. I'm in it for God. These are the enthusiastic words of my guest today. She's a young woman who just made her final profession of vows as a religious sister of the children of Mary. And I was blessed to be there for this very happy occasion. And I'm delighted to have her join us today on Answering the Call to talk about her vocational journey. So welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820, Sister Philomena Maria. Thank you, Elizabeth. So, Sister, go ahead and take us back to the beginning of your life. Start with telling us um, where you were born, where you grew up. Yes, I was born in Newark, Ohio. Uh, I lived a short time with uh, my grandparents on a farm in St. Louisville. Um, And then we we moved to Newark, and I lived there my whole life. So that's your home. Newark is your home. Yes. And you were not raised in a Catholic environment, at least in your immediate family. So kind of paint that picture for us. Um, Yes, as far as I can remember... um, my parents did not take me to church uh, on a regular basis, um, but my uh, my aunt had a little bus, uh, a school, and it was a Protestant. Um, it, it was Christian Apostolic, and they would come pick me up, and then I would go to her church. Uh, I was baptized, well, quote unquote, baptized there. I was not a valid baptism, and um, just kind of was on my own as far as spiritual things. I had a very close cousin, uh, Sonia. Knofel, who uh, was Catholic, very um, good Catholic family. She's the oldest of 10, and we were like sisters. And she was my first one who introduced me to the Catholic Church and, and the Holy Mass. And I do want to talk about your cousin, because that's going to be an important part of your story. But just to um, kind of recap with your own family. So your dad, he was not Catholic, he was Protestant. Yes, my dad is was Protestant, and my mother uh, was Catholic. Um, but they were married outside the church, so she no longer practiced her faith. Okay. And yes. um, did you have any siblings growing up? No, I'm an only child. Okay. So in, in your home environment then, since you were bussed to <laughs> a church, um, you didn't really, then there was not like a prayer or talk about God or that kind of thing at home. It just no just wasn't part of the home experience at that right. point in your life. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, what about school? Did you attend public school then? I, well, my, no, I was private um, Christian schools throughout, so mostly Protestant-based. Protestant, Protestant based. Um, in grade school, it was just like a, like a non-denominational, and then in high school, I went to a, a private Baptist school. Did they do that because the schools were smaller, or what, what was your parents' motivation? To- it was. They were smaller, and um, just to protect me. Um, from the things that I think they probably experienced in high school. Okay. They sent me there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So through your, um, you had some Christian school experience, your Sunday uh, church experience with your aunt, you you did form a connection with God, you know, despite what's going on at home, you, you seem to have a connection. And you even had a sense that somehow you would serve him, but you didn't know how, but somehow. Help us understand that insight that you had from such a young age. Yes, my earliest impression is that I did want to dedicate my life to God, but the only thing I can remember as a little girl from a Protestant mind is if I wanted to do that, I had to be a missionary. 
So I always wanted to be a missionary, and I always wanted to go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be a missionary, why not, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're picturing yourself over there in the jungles and yes. introducing Jesus Christ yes. to people. Um, so just a sense of service, sense of missionary. And, and, and your mom, as you mentioned, she was no longer practicing the faith, but um, you, she came from a, a Catholic family, a big Catholic family. And as yes. you just alluded to earlier, um, she had one, at least one sibling in this big family that did preserve their Catholic heritage and yes. their practice, their Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And that was your aunt. Yes. And so this is that cousin that you were talking about um, that would uh, begin to give you this littlest glimpse of Catholicism as a young girl. So kind of talk more about the influence of the cousin and how that began to open a door for you. Yes. Um, she invited me to, to a couple masses I didn't really understand. Um, but then when I was in eighth grade, she invited me to like a life teen mass. And that's really what changed um, my whole life, basically. Um, it, I saw for the first time people filled with a, like extraordinary joy. And especially when it came to people who were going up to receive Jesus in Holy Communion. And they had a great love and a great joy. And they just, they wanted to receive. And all I knew is that I wanted what they had. And and then from there, I decided that I wanted to become Catholic. Well, where were your parents with that? Were they threatened by that at all, or were they okay with this? Yeah, no, they weren't threatened at all. They were, you know, always supportive of anything uh, spiritually of mine. Yeah. So they were okay when you came home one day and said, I, I think I want to become Catholic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then what were your steps to actually becoming Catholic? Yeah, sure. I, um, I, I, my grandmother became my sponsor. And I went through um, the classes like everyone else in RCIA. And then that Easter, I was in ninth grade. Then at the time, I received um, Holy Baptism, my first Holy Communion and Confirmation. What, and what was the learning process like? I mean, there, was it, were you really, you were really starting from scratch to learn everything, sacraments, saints, you know, Eucharist, all of this was, was new material for you? Was, yes. Was it a lot? Was it overwhelming or... Um, I, God just gave me a lot of grace, and just slowly, He just taught me. So I was—I don't, don't feel remember feeling overwhelmed with anything. And so, about a year later, yes. you came into the Catholic Church. Yes. Okay, so you're about uh, at the end of ninth grade at this point in your story. Yes. So, was that childhood desire that you had to be a missionary? Was that kind of copacetic with this new faith that you had adopted, or at this point in your life, were you now thinking maybe a professional career or marriage or? something else you want to do with your future? Yeah, I think I was just really in the culture. And, you know, I then wanted to be married and, um, you know, I guess to be like everyone else and get a job, have like a career, you know. So you kind of were going through high school, Mm -hmm. kind of just kind of sounds like kind of a pretty normal high school experience. Um, Kids at the end of high school make decisions then, go to college, go in the military, whatever. So what... Mm -hmm. What happened as you were approaching that senior year and you knew you'd have to make some kind of decision? Yes. Um, I received a scholarship um, for my first year um, at a local college. So I just decided that was a sign of God's will. So um, I went um, there for college. Um, so where where was there and what did you study there? I studied um, business and I went to Central Ohio Technical College. Mm-hmm. And it was really like I see God's providence in it all because... I was able to stay at home because it was close to where my, my home was, and I was able to work and to pay off everything so that when I felt the call to religious life, I had no debt, and I was able just to go and to enter and then to begin my life as a sister. 
Okay. So as you were going through this program at this college, though, was it then becoming clear to you that a business profession was just not where your heart was or where you felt called? Yes, that's true. Yes. It was when I was getting ready to graduate that I was not happy. And, you know, and everyone goes to college because everyone says you have to go to college. So I found myself in college, unhappy, and then I just became really open with God. I said, you know what? I'm not happy. This isn't working. What do you want? And it was just that total surrender. What do you want? And and I was persistent in it. What do you want in my life? What's your will? Because I just want to accomplish it. And through this intent prayer, you would get an answer. I did, yes. And um, I just felt real, that he wanted me to become a sister. Now, you know, it, it's it's such a personal thing, a calling, and I know it's different for every single person, but let's start with, first of all, again, I go back to your family, because, you know, it's one thing for you to say, Mom and Dad, I'm becoming Catholic. It's another, I would imagine, to say, I'm thinking of becoming a religious sister. Um, you're the only child, you know, so there's a lot of things parents think about. My only child is going to do this decision that's going to affect us, too. That means no grandchildren, that kind of thing. Yes. Where were they at with that next step in your life? You know, it was an or amazing the thought of that next step for your life. Yes, no, it was amazing. They were they were very supportive. Um, I just remember like talking to my dad mostly, and he he was just like, "This is what I said." At least this is what I remember him saying. I'm not going to stand in God's way. He was very just, you know, <laughs> wise words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so they were very supportive, and they just wanted God's will for me. Well, all right, so you take it to prayer, you kind of bounce it off your parents, they don't freak out, that's good. Right. But, you know, there's, I guess there's got to be a concrete step, like, you, you probably didn't know any sisters, I guess, right? Yeah, or, yeah so. I, just, I just heard of, like, a sister, you know, that was at our parish, but I never really connected with her or had any any connection with any sisters, right? Okay, so who did you go to then for guidance first? Who yes, I, my, the associate pastor at the time, uh, my home parish was St. Francis de Sales in Newark, was um, Father Adam Streitenberger. Mm-hmm. And so I went and spoke with him about it, and he gave me um, a book that listed all the religious communities that, um, anyway, it was quite overwhelming. <laughs> and, <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so from there, I just kind of, started praying and looking into um, different communities. As you were looking at this big book of religious orders, that's what I'm picturing, this big book of religious orders, you also had a heart for youth ministry. This was something you you felt, you know, you enjoyed and you you liked working with youth. Um, So did that play into the the, the factor as you were looking at religious orders where that might fit in? Yeah, I did. And that's actually where I looked um, in the beginning was those who had a ministry for youth. Um, And I made several calls, um, but most of them said that I had to um, have like a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. And so that, for whatever reason, that just turned me off um, from, from them. So, because um, I just want to serve the Lord, like, you know, and you want me to go back to school, you know, um, which I can understand. But anyway, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't on my heart what God wanted. So that kind of closed the doors in, in my heart um, toward those orders. So then that was sort of narrowing it down for you a little bit in, yeah. in the big book. Of yes, <laughs> religious yes. Orders. Um, but and, but as as we know, you're going to find the perfect order. So, yes. So what happened after that? Um. I decided to maybe just start locally is what I, and so I would, I started with those in Ohio and I thought maybe I'd work my way out. And so my parents would even come with me to visit, you know, um, my first initial visit was usually just sit down with a couple of sisters and they they would drive me there and things. Um, But everything just didn't seem right in my heart. Like I just knew it wasn't where God wanted me. 
And then... <laughs> yes, and then I met Mother and um, at my home parish. She just came to a Sunday Mass. And, and it was really funny because I really felt the Holy Spirit like convicting me to go over and talk um, to Did you her. know who she was or what her mm-hmm. order was or anything about no, her? No, I knew okay. nothing. She yeah. was just there. She was there, okay. right. It was just her presence. Um, and so I felt like I was supposed to go over, but I didn't. Um, I was kind of being stubborn. And... <laughs> And it was my dad, because um, at this point, my mother had come back to the church, and my dad was just not in the church, but just, just there with us. He's the one that said, go over there and talk to her. So I did. Um, and then I um, went over and talked to her, and, and mother invited me out for, um, for a meal and to, to sit down and talk with her. We're uh, speaking with Sister Philomena Maria from the Children of Mary, uh, recently fully professed. She's our guest today on Answering the Call on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And uh, she's sharing this journey of of meeting Mother, Margaret Mary, for the first time. And I do want to mention at this point in your story, uh, Sister Philomena, that um, you had just kind of mentioned it, that your mom had come back to the faith. I know ultimately both parents are going to come into the the faith, come back to or come into the faith. Um, And so just... Take a, a moment to step aside and tell us the story of your parents coming into because that's huge. That's amazing. Yes. Um, my mother, it wasn't long after I entered the church that um, they were able to get the, the marriage in the church. And so she could practice her faith again. And she is very, um, obviously, come, goes to Mass, um, you know, every Sunday and is very, um, uh, she loves her faith. Mm. And... Um, and it was a beautiful thing because once I then surrendered my life, and then my father, like I said, he would, he didn't get, he did not want to come to the church, but he would come faithfully every um, Sunday mass with us. Um, and then, but it wasn't until I completely surrendered to God and gave gave Him everything, the, the whole of my life as a sister, that my dad was given the grace then to to enter the church. Um, and that Easter, as a postul- I was a sister at the time, a postulant, the whole community came, and we got we watched my dad, you know, receive the sacraments. How how was that for you to realize what God had worked yeah. in, in this whole thing? I mean, yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, you can't really you can't but thank him. Yeah, yeah. And how affirming that you really heard and responded to what he wanted to do with you, and and the fruits that that is bearing is incredible. Yes. So going back to now your own story, Sister Philomena, so what happened after your initial conversation and with uh, Mother Margaret Mary that day? Yeah, she invited me out for a meal, and I remember my cousin and I, we both went, um, and I had my first monastic meal, because uh, in the, in the, I say that because I come straight from the world, I'm used to noise and crazy things, and, and we just, we go there, and it's just um, a very a simple meal, and there was like a reading at the table, because uh, the whole idea is to, to focus on, on the spiritual element, you know, uh, about feeding our souls, not our, necessarily our bodies. And um, so that was quite an experience for me. And then I had a, a list of questions for Mother. <laughs> 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 okay. And um, and so we talked, and she invited me out for a retreat. Um, Father Nathan Cromley was going to give of a, a retreat for those discerning a uh, call with um, Children of Mary. And I was able to come for about half of that. Um, and then after that, I really felt it was God's will that I come back for two-week discernment with Mother. And um, and then, I, you know, I just scheduled that. And then during those two weeks, I, I knew it was God's will um, that I become a sister of the children of Mary. And, that's, and then I entered that march. So it wasn't that long of a process of discernment from the time you met Mother 
until you decided this is this is the right order. Yes. Very short true. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was March 2008, and you were 22. Yes. Pretty young, and you entered the order, and there were only three of you back then. Yes. But you were used to a family of three. Yeah. So that yeah, wasn't that probably true. wasn't maybe <laughs> too much of a, a, a big adjustment in terms yes. of number of people in a community living right. under the same roof. But I have to believe that entering religious life had to be uh, a huge adjustment because there is the necessary detachment. Yes. Can you help us understand what that is like, that initial adjustment of detaching yourself from what you'd been used to up until that point in your life? Yes. Um, you know, there's so much grace, you know, in the beginning, and then slowly God will show you um, that what you need to work on. And it's through the holy silence that you really know who you are and who God is. And you begin to know yourself, and sometimes that looks kind of ugly. And um, so it's just, yeah, it's just a matter of detaching. And, and, and a lot of times that can be painful, um, to, at least to the soul, partly. Um, and, and But you just have to allow it. Anything um, that was particularly hard to, to give up for you personally? Um, just, well, I mean, just simple fact of, you know, family, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, there's a, a detachment that will take place and it's necessary. Um, and it would happen in a natural order anyway, if I were to get married, you know, there would be, you know, I would, I would be with my spouse and he might take me to California or something, you know, so there would be that, that natural detachment that would happen no matter what life vocation, um, I was called to, but you know, that, and, and just little simple things like, um, and there are beautiful moments of grace though, but like I, whatever, like you, whatever you like to do, like I really like to swim. So there was a moment I was standing by the pond where we are at our mother house in Newark. And I just had the thought, I don't know where it came from, but I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to swim again. And, and then it was, um, it was just a beautiful moment of grace. Cause it was like, yeah, I'll never swim again because I love someone more. Mm. You know, I love God more than, than this earthly thing. Right. Uh, and that's where you just have to, to get to. Right. The, the, it's that it's love. So there's a, an eight-year process, eight-year formation process, detachment, um, silence, learning, lots of learning, oh, obviously. Yes, yes. Did, what, was this all getting easier for you over the years, the, this lifestyle? Oh, yes, it, it does. Um, for, and for, you know, because I've been in formation also, um, and, and you'll notice that it just, there's a lot of adjustment for the young ones who come in, and then it just, it, it becomes, it's just, you know, part of, it's our life, you know, and it's beautiful. And it just becomes a, um, a rhythm. There comes a rhythm to it. And now you're a fully professed yes. member, sister mm-hmm. of the Children of Mary. What about your childhood aspiration to be a missionary? Well, I think it. Um, I'm a missionary here. And that's what's beautiful, too. Um, and, it's, and I'm a missionary for, it's, it all points to Jesus in the Eucharist. You know, that's um, just so that everyone knows that he's a person. And that he longs to be loved. Even St. Julian Amart in, in one of his books, he says, the, the purpose of adoration just is the divine person of Jesus Christ, um, you know, present there. And, and that's like, you know, my longing is, like you said, you know, going to Africa and letting Jesus be known, right? Well, I'm letting him be known in a different way. And that's his presence with us um, in every tabernacle. Absolutely. And does God, um, you know, he's such a good God uh, and always seems to reward our inner desires. What about the youth? Do you have a chance to 
uh, witness to the youth? I do. And that's an amazing thing, too. There's lots of youth events um, that I, I will usually go to and I can be with them and speak with them and love them ultimately is what they um, all desire is just love. Um, but, but, you know, to teach them, too, um, about our faith, about the beauty of our faith and just to be that witness to them. That's beautiful. And and the order is growing. I yes. mean, you're 11 members. Yes. yes. And always into something new, new programs, new whatever. Now there's a yes. book. Or what, yes. Tell us the latest exciting thing in Children of Mary. Yes, we wrote a book. Um, it's titled, I Will Think of Everything You Think Only of Loving Me, The Ceaseless Act of Love. Um, and it's the messages Jesus gave to Sister Consolata. She's a venerable. Um, and it just... Um, it really has enriched our prayer life a lot, um, just his words to her. He talks about, like, having this ceaseless act of love. Um, with the, He gave, like, a specific formula. Jesus, Mary, I love you, save souls. Mm-hmm. And that every act of love, he says, will save a soul. So is this something that then people can, can get where? Where can they get this book and find out more about this? Uh, you can go to our website, which is um, childrenofmary.net. Okay, childrenmary.net. Yes. So tell us also, um, with this, I know you have the, the Newark Mother House. Yes. And then there's uh, a convent in Columbus. Yes, we just opened that probably about a month ago. It's close to Holy Family Catholic Church mm-hmm. on North Grub Street. Yes. Okay. Are you down in Cincinnati still? Um, yes, the novitiate came back just for the summer, and then um, they will go back to Cincinnati, yes. Okay. And give us a, a little glimpse of what's a typical day like in Children of Mary. Um, well, it depends. Well, we usually get up and have ad- an hour of adoration during the night. Um, and then it's just we have morning prayer together. Uh, we pray the rosary um, and go to Holy Mass. And then there's just time to work. Um, usually each sister has their charges kind of set out. Um, and, it, and, you know, that will depend on the sister. Uh, and then we have um, lunch together. And then we have a time for recreation where we sit down and play a game or badminton or go for a walk. Can you swim in that pond? <laughs> no, and you don't want to. Oh, you don't want to swim in the pond. <laughs> so, you know, sister, um, if if a, a, a woman, maybe a young woman, doesn't have to be a young woman, listening to this is is thinking, is this where God is calling me? Yes. You know, what, what advice do you give people like that? I would say, you know, you really have to come and experience our life. Because you're not going to know and you're not going to be able to listen to God unless you come. And so not to be afraid, um, but just come and make that call. Make that leap and just surrender to God, um, whatever is his will. Because you know, ultimately he made us for a specific vocation. And he knowing that we'll be ultimately happy, most happy in that when we fulfill that. So you put that desire, you know, maybe in, in our heart, then come and see. And then we'll let God do the rest. And where are the women coming from, you know, that are in the order now? I mean, they're, they're different ages. They're coming from different places. Are, are you seeing a common, or they're all different, or what's bringing them? Or Yeah, no, I think, it, honestly, I think it just is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, just bringing them, bringing them from all over. Our, our furthest one is from England, and we met her brother at World Youth Day in Spain. So that was just God's providence. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, the one thing I always experience when I encounter any of the children marry is the joy. There is a, I mean, it's just, it's so visible, the joy. So I see it in you. Why are you so happy? You know, I, all I can say is that it's, it's God and that um, I'm just accomplishing his will. 
and and that brings joy. It's just the joy of of the Holy Spirit, you know, um, when we do His will. And so, you know, we we'll see. You're fully professed now. I know you're. You kind of serve as would the term be mother for the Cincinnati. I'm, I'm sorry, the Columbus Convent or. I'm just a sister guardian. Sister guardian. Okay. So sister guardian there. Um, And you don't know where God's going to lead you. That's part of giving your life over. You could end up in Africa. I could. Children marry Africa. Yes. (laughs) Such exciting things. Well, I'm just so glad that you were able to come in today and and share your story, share your joy. And we will send people to the website. Give it out one more time. Yes. It's childrenofmary.net. Okay. And they can check out that new book and check yes. out all the things you guys are doing out there and to visit, right? Come visit. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And, and experience that. Yeah. Wonderful. Can you lead us in a prayer? Yes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day and for all the graces and blessings of this day. And I pray for everyone who is listening, especially those who may have a vocation, that you'll just keep putting your desire, Lord, in their heart, your desire for their life. And I just ask this all through the intercession of Our Lady. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace the, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lady Queen of Peace, pray, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again, Sister Philomena Maria. This is Elizabeth Ficacelli for answering the call. Join us again Tuesdays and Sundays at 1230. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Answering the Call is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Answering the Call with Elizabeth Ficacelli are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti